0: get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy
1: the show. Hello, I'm Fergus and I'm your host and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On this episode we're going to look at the Liverpool game. We'll look at that defeat and see what positives we can draw from it. How can we improve? In the Gooner debate, we'll go around and look at some other games in the league, uh, results that have probably gone our way. Uh, also, the European transfer window is due to close. Uh, So we'll look at that, and we'll maybe even touch the North London Derby. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. So enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Uh, It's it's really afternoon. It's Bank Holiday Monday here in the UK. Um, It's sweltering hot. Uh, We have to make sure that we uh, remain hydrated throughout this podcast, everybody. Uh, So I do hope you have got liquids in hand.
2: Water, beer, it's... It's all it's all it's all out here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, Fergus. And uh, yeah, thanks for me having me back on again.
1: Uh, Dan, you're welcome. Crayola man is back.
2: Yes. I yeah. I didn't think I would be after the uh the dream team. Uh, <laughs> actually just before we start, there's no Manny tonight, is there?
1: Um, no there's not. No, no. We're no, waiting on good. Trev. Trev's had in, internet problems in uh, in in Greece. Okay. okay. But he will be back on shortly. Go Fantastic.
2: on. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. No, I'm looking forward to uh, discussing the weekend and, um, you know, nice to also meet Scunny as well. So, uh, yeah, g- going to be a good one.
0: Scunny, how are you? I'm um, all as well, mate. I'm all keeping right. hydrated, like you say. Good, good. Detoxed from um, Cos? No, um, I'm in the uh, holiday <laughs> blues now at the minute. So just like more beer? Yeah, it's the more I drown myself, the, the better it becomes, okay. but it's still not the same. So Danny, you
1: mentioned Manny. What did he scare you last time?
0: He
2: did a
1: little bit, yeah. <laughs> straight in, first ever
2: podcast. Um, yeah, and in uh, and he went with the uh, the Harry Kane abuse. Understandable. Um, have you checked my dream team now though? He'd I come have out straight I
0: away. have. I have, I have. Uh, we we mentioned on last week's podcast that uh, yeah.
2: you you did listen. You did. Yeah. Listen.
0: yeah. I, I think I you're lucky you had Manny because I think if it was me at the time, I think I would have ripped in a bit more. Would it have been more? Oh it? yeah, it would have been savage.
2: moving on
1: (laughs) and and just quickly checking the dream team actually let while we you can talk among yourselves i've moved up a
2: place i think
1: Uh, i've moved up quite a bit as well i've moved from fourth last week i'm in second on 140 points but big steve he's 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 on 178 points blimey Oh, that's
2: a lot after three or four
1: weeks who has he got he hasn't no he hasn't he hasn't got any um any Spurs player, so that's okay. It doesn't matter what he's got out the others. So the top four, because all, all that matters, is Steve Ferg, Johnny from the North Bank, and Trevor. Oh, Mike, you're, you're close behind him. You're close behind him.
0: There's it, it, only a couple of points in it. So. Uh, what's this for? Sorry, the dream team. Dream team. Oh, the dream team. Oh, yeah. uh, the Guns and Yellow Ribbons one. Yes.
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. So prediction league. Um, Johnny's going to take that on the preview show. You did try a preview show, didn't you, um, Mike? Uh, yeah, we had, we had a couple of technical errors. Yeah, so there was no preview show to the Liverpool uh, game, but we, we we touched on it previously, and we will talk about it in depth
0: now. I believe, I think we're going to try again on Friday this week before the North London derby. Which we will touch on as well, just to... Cover up. Oh we've got a touch but, on
1: it. Yeah, 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 Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But listen, um our third game of the season was Liverpool. Um we went to Anfield and we had a five thirty kickoff. I, you know, five thirty kickoffs are really hard because you've got to keep yourself busy all day, especially on a big game. Uh, I was telling you guys off off, off air, I, there we go. There we Just go.
2: There the, the we go. The obligatory.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I had to. I had to do that. <laughs> I have one here, ready for later when Mike talks.
0: <laughs> Damn. Um, I've gone too we, soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying nothing. Premature. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it, it, you're just trying to keep your, your time filled. I, I, I was trying to do Chinese cooking and cooking from scratch and keep myself busy. But what did we make of the game? Like, you know, Arsenal were aiming to win the first three games in a top-flight season for only the ninth time in their history. So, you know, it would have been a big feat to get a victory up there and have the first three games as as a victory. Um, And it would have been the first time since 2004, 2005. Again, we're looking at decades. Like We talked about... uh, 2004 2005 we talked about 2010 2008 all years where we had a really really strong team so that's interesting that we're we're, we're in that era when wenger was really really flying at his height um we only finished second to chelsea in 2004 2005 that year arsenal are without a win in the um without a win in the last 22 away fixtures against the big six uh, since the victory against Manchester City in January 2015 um we have lost uh, only one of the past 26 league games uh, when scoring first winning 21 of them so what did we make generally of the build up and you know the hype around the game uh, dan do you want to go first
2: yeah absolutely yeah no i think it's it's the same old same old story really i think the gap and the gulf between between you know the, the top teams away from home is something that we can't address. Still doing the same things, the basic errors that lead to goals, um, uh, and it and it cost us against Liverpool. I think there was a little bit of hope going into it, you know, hoping that you know Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette would start together and and that we would we would really look to trouble trouble Liverpool, but again we go back to our defensive mindset and individual errors have cost us again i Um, I think i think like like
1: you um and like lots of us we had some hope going into the game in the sense that liverpool haven't been great at the back yes they're european champions yes they're uh, three four years further down their project than we are yeah And I I think we had a little bit of glimmer of hope that maybe we could undo them. Uh, And with that, like you know, I predicted a two-two draw, uh, but in the back of my head, I did think the outcome would possibly be a defeat. Scotty, what did you what did you make of it?
0: Uh, In all fairness, I I sort of expected it. Um, I was expecting a loss, um, just because, like we've just said previously, there uh, you said, Fergus, uh, that they're, they're three, four, maybe five years ahead of us in the way of. Building their team, I don't even think they signed anyone in the transfer window. Um, They did some kid, but nothing of significance. Not first team players, then. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Jurgen Klopp is obviously happy with his team at the minute. Which, in all fairness, I can see why. Uh, Yes, I was hoping. I think my heart was telling me we could win this. We could actually try and get something out of this, even if it was a draw. That's something, but. I think in the end, obviously, I think you always have to think with your head over your heart on games like this. And yes, uh, I was expecting us to, to lose, and in our prediction league that we've got, I did actually stay. And I mean, I think my prediction was three-one loss, which, in all fairness, it come up, which I wasn't expecting
2: you, as much you,
0: as people saying they're <laughs> just
2: <laughs> they're just relentless, aren't they? Liverpool? I think
0: the thing is, they have they have got uh, the team. Their front three is probably on par. With Man City's front three, yeah, so you got to look at that. They they are ruthless up front, yeah. And when you say about their back four, they may not have the best back four, but I think I'm going to go out there and say I think they've got probably got the best back four in the league at the minute.
1: Okay, okay. Well, look at you know I mean
0: with the players that they have, and it was always going to be a struggle for us regardless. And I think I'm I'm probably going to be jumping the gun a bit here in the way, but. The way we were defending in the first half, I thought we was doing so really well. We'll we'll, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll yeah. get into that.
1: Let's 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 look at the lineups first of all because Willock was named in the starting lineup again. Uh, Unai Emery named Pepe for his first start, uh, but um, Lacazette was benched. Um, there's a lot of debate over what formation we played. There's talk about a diamond. There's talk about a four four two, a four five one, a four. Uh, what what did you think what lineup did you what did you think of the lineup what did you what formation do you think we actually had
2: uh, go yeah, on, I mean, to mean it to me it looked like we had the diamond Um that's how it looked to me as in real time and and, and it it didn't work you know they liverpool shift the ball very quickly from right to left and just it, it become two on one at times with their full backs and their wingers attacking our I wouldn't say it
0: didn't work. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, Dan. I want to say it didn't work because the majority of the game, it was only last few minutes of the half. It was working. They didn't really create much chance on goal at the first half. A lot of it was coming from the wide and crosses and stuff and it, it didn't really fall anywhere. I think there's only Mane who had a shot on goal in the first half.
2: Yeah, no, I just I actually mean you know the the, the crosses they put in that the, the, there was so many of them that the space they had to exploit Robinson and um I can't of the other fullback. Yeah, um, but then
0: know, if I, you got to look at it as well, I think we was trying to go for the counter on that one, especially with the speed of Pepe and Abamia. Yeah, and, and in we, the first half we had which,
2: two great chances. You know, um, we did. Yeah, you know, and you've got to take them at these places. That's another another yeah. discussion. But you never thought I never thought that. They were just always in possession, and, and we we couldn't get the ball back, and and it did feel like a you were watching a low a lower real lower team go into a big team and just trying to hang on for your lives and trying yeah, to. I don't on know.
0: I, I I think differently to that. I thought we was working really well. And if the only thing they could do was put crosses in, and there were really there was going nowhere, and I I thought our defending, to be honest, for the first time in the last two, three, maybe four seasons. Has done really well against a team like Liverpool. I thought they was doing brilliantly. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's all it's all in, it's all up for interpretation, I guess. But oh
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, like, like my oh, this is obviously my own opinion. Yeah, uh, I just think it's
2: basic errors that lead to our goals. I mean, if I if you watch Arsenal away from home, when do you ever sit back and go, "Oh, that fair play"? You know, that was a, an absolute screamer, or, or they 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 ripped it. It's just time and time again basic errors you know you look at the first goal from the corner absolute free header can't be allowed um, second goal louise pulls him back in the box and it's, i'm just getting a little well, it, bit sick and tired of the basic errors
1: if, if we look at it like just half by half that i agree with what you both said to a certain degree in the sense that we have made very very um Silly errors in the, in that sense, and Louise, who we'll talk about a lot, um, made some errors. Um, I agree with you too, Mike, in the sense that um, they didn't have many. It didn't appear they had many um, actual shots.
0: No, I think, well, uh, in the first half, I think they had two, and I think one came from Mane, which Leno saved. I think uh, I can't. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, it could be different. But and then obviously the goal itself as well. I mean, they were the only really two shots of notice that was probably looking to be on target well they
1: did they, they have 25 shots overall versus our nine nine shots on target but okay. in, in 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 the first half arsenal defended well but at times looked really
0: desperate um uh but
1: i don't uh, i don't know.
0: know i don't know yeah it, it could come across as looking a bit desperate but like we've just said we've the team like Liverpool are quite well established now. You have got to remember these guys are the champions of Europe that come second behind Manchester City the last season. So you've got to remember these guys are they're not messing about. And I, I think they've only uh, they haven't lost a forty games at home so far. Is it is it forty? Yeah, yeah I
1: think it's 40-42 games. I I can't remember
0: exactly the number. Exactly. So I think what the game plan was, and I think it. I I honestly think it was working in the first half. I was apart from the goal maybe, I think I was really I was actually quite impressed with how we was working and I thought it was re- working really well. We was trying to get on the counter. Um, I think the only gripe I had in the term of first half I think sometimes I think we could have got the ball out a bit quicker to the top two. Uh, rather than playing it out at the back I think sometimes that was my only gripe with. The what th- what, the what I was impressed half.
1: with was uh, I, I think we like, I, I pointed on 25 versus 9 uh, shots on target over the whole game um, they only had 5 on target so that uh, backs up what you said Mike and we had 3 um, and they scored obviously 3 and we scored 1 um, but we 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 were united and we showed some promise and we had opportunities. Like we had the opportunities to to shock Liverpool um, in a very tight first half, especially when Pepe uh, shot straight at Adrian. For fuck's
0: sake! Uh, I I, yeah. I think the moment got to him, but I think a lot of people uh, I've seen with that on various social media sites. I think they need to give him a bit of a break. It was his first game full, first full ninety minutes. And he got thrown, basically, into the Lions' den. So I think people just need to give him a bit uh, of a break. Glimpses, he's he's got to real settle. real good
2: glimpses of him. Real good glimpses of him and his pace. And, you know, actually, at times, really troubled Van Dijk and Robertson. And and they don't normally get that undone as much, you know. Um, so that was pleasing to see. Yeah, exactly. There's,
1: there, there's some strange stack going on around about um, uh, Pepe become the first player to su- successfully dribble past... Uh, Virgil yes, van Dyke. I saw that. Uh, uh, in his past 50 appearance, uh, he, he's got uh, 50 dribbles or something like that. I, it was just.
2: Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, no, look, there, there's sort of some real good promise from him. And, in, you know, he's gonna take, it's going to take him a while to bed in. You know, it, it's going to take him a full season to adapt to the Premier League. But certainly looks like he could be a very good addition for us.
0: Yeah, the more games he gets, the more comfortable he's going to feel. And I think that's when you're going to start seeing him you know what I mean trying a bit more and maybe going for goal and maybe and obviously seeing him score a few more goals um, yeah. so I think with that when people are kicking off about him missing yeah it was it was unlucky it was a bit I agree he should have scored it it was one on one with the keeper but sometimes you think oh yeah the, probably the mom, moments got to him a bit and you, you know, it's just, about, one, of, it's just know, one of the things. It's, Aubameyang it's had always a great chance a, as well, yeah. you
2: know. Aubameyang had a fantastic chance well. well. I'll get
0: on about Abameyang in a minute. <laughs> and
2: and um, Yeah, look, you know, I agree with what you're saying. It, it was tight in the first half. But what I'm saying is Liverpool's strengths are their win-backs and how high they got up the pitch. And my opinion oh, exactly. of it was that we gave them too much room to, to, to manoeuvre in the first half. Um, all right, it worked through the middle going through. Um, but then, as we saw just before half-time, uh, another cross come in, and and you know, it's, it's, if you're going to keep throwing throwing balls into the box, one's going to come in eventually, and it, and it did. So that was unfortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think with the likes of I can see I could see the game plan. I think you get it up to the forwards. Well, it's two v two. Uh, you had Matip and Van Dijk on on with Liverpool, and we had Bamiang and Pepe. And I think when you look at it. You know, I mean, the two, you know, I mean, two v two. You're gonna favour Aubameyang and Pepe over them two, even with Van Dijk. And uh, but the speed that these two have got, I could see the game plan with the counter attack, and it it did work a couple of times. We got into, uh, we got into their half quite. You know, by doing that. So you know, it obviously didn't really pay off for us very well, but it showed promise, and I think that's what we need to be looking at. Uh, Liverpool took a lead when uh, Matip is that is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: put them ahead with a powerful header from a Trent Arnold, uh, Alexander Arnold corner four minutes before half time, and that really, that really was a kick in the stomach because I think all of us looked at. I mentioned maybe desperate hanging on, uh, defending are very, very valiant defending whatever whatever way you were half half full half empty sort of view of it uh, but defending nonetheless I thought we we had done really well in the first half had some opportunities um we touched on Pepe we touched on Abamyang, which we'll go into a bit more detail but that really was just a, a kick in the bollocks wasn't it
0: uh, yeah I'm gonna say it was because the way we were defending in the first half I'd say it was a kick in the bollocks but you know, you could sort of like Dan said, you could see it coming at some point. Uh, so I'm going to have to agree with that. And the defending, I think, when you're watching, uh, I've watched it twice now, and uh, watching Socrates and Gwendausi with Van, you know, I mean, Guendouzi in the middle of Socrates and Van Dyke, he pretty much got sandwiched. So Matip had a pretty much a free header where, yeah, you know, I mean, there, there was more interested in defending Van Dyke. Are you defending Gwendausi? Uh, yeah, I am because he got sandwiched in between them two. These two, these two guys are big guys. You know, yeah. isn't really there yet. He's only twenty year old. So yeah, I am defending him. I, not it, a lot he could do getting sandwiched between a big Greek and a big Dutchman, is there? Really?
1: If somebody else comes on and says he's only twenty years old again, I will scream. I listen. He's only twenty
0: I, year old. Give him a
1: break.
2: Ah! <laughs> um.
1: He, he's a good player. He will be a great player. There is a there is a fantastic player in there. If if we can harness it. Um, so what you're not, saying
0: is he didn't have a good game against Liverpool?
1: No, I thought he had an okay game. Yeah, he's a good game. I listen. I don't think there was many players that had a bad game. I, I, the the one who I thought had the toughest game of all was Maitland-Niles. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. And I, and I think that was because of we touched on it before, and I, I can't remember which one. I think it might have been yourself, Dan, that touched on and said about being doubled up on. Yes, uh, and right. definitely on the right hand side, Maitland Niles was getting doubled up on, and with the diamond formation, you know. So
0: but you've got to expect that with Liverpool. You got uh, in in some respects because you've got Mane and Robertson on one side, and obviously that was unlucky for Maitland Niles, which I think we've all said before. He isn't a right back, a natural right back. No, it's not. On the opposite no, end, you've got. Uh, Salah and Trent Alexander Arnold, and then we had Nacho Monreal lose. But, but question, question: If, if
1: uh, again, we're not even at the second half yet, but if um Main and Niles wasn't played in that right back position, and our normal right back, Bellerin, was played in that position, do you think he would have coped any better?
2: I think, gonna, he's a, I think he's a better fullback. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I, he, I'm he, going to say yes as
1: well. I
2: think he would do. Um, I,
1: I find him suspect as defensively.
2: I think he improved. It was such a shame he got injured at the wrong time. He was just the penny was starting to drop with me with Bellerin. and then he got injured. Um, he was he, he was starting to actually improve that side of the game in my opinion, and I think you know that's another area where it's going to be another six months where we fully get be- Bellerin and Tierney in and get that back four settled. And I think that's ultimately what Emery wants is to to get them to back in. Um, Nate Naylor Mars is doing his best. He has brilliant moments where you think, "Wow, this guy is incredible," and then and then he he will have some slight errors. But you know, he's doing it. He's doing a job.
0: Who doesn't have errors at Arsenal? Yeah,
2: exactly. And, and <laughs> yeah, we can we can go through the team, you know, as well. You know, we had yeah. high hopes of um, Salah. Uh, who's the chap in the, the Real Madrid, uh, Danny Ceballos Ceballos yeah. Yeah, we had. You know, hopes that maybe he might get on the ball and, and create a little bit more than he did, um, and yeah. and he found found that a bit difficult. He, he was, was played lost.
1: out. He, he was lost. He was played out of position. I think he found the enormity of the game a little bit. I, I think yeah. I I think he he finally knew what the Premier League's about. Like you know, yes. running up against Burnley, who are a physical team, but they're okay. They're, they're, they're <laughs> Burnley are ahead of Spurs, but in the rightful position, um, but. Uh, Burnley are not going to be a top six up top if, if they get top 10 they'll do well um, Newcastle uh, yeah again they beat Spurs um, but Newcastle are going to be probably in or around that relegation area and um, I just I just think you know those two games were such a, a nice gentle intro then to come up against the quality of that you will have in liverpool man city tottenham man uh, man united and chelsea that is a baptiz- baptism of fire so look in the second half uh, we didn't help ourselves with any chance of recovery uh, snuffed out after 49 minutes after a moment of madness from david louise he said in his match into interview afterwards that he um he just had some instinct and he just pulled on his shirt which is It happens all the time, but in this day of of VAR, I don't think he can do that. So he needlessly uh, dragged back um, Salah in the area and um, basically gave a penalty. What what, what did we make of that? Is is that
2: it's typical David Luiz for me? Um, You know, we've seen him do that time and time again, and he thinks he can get away with it. But you know, it's just so strange that now with VAR, it's going to be looked at you know, even more closely now. So, you know, it wasn't it just, yeah, just not good enough for me. And, you know, I I go back to, you know, the transfer window and I honestly think David Luiz was, was a bit of a panic buy. Um, I think you... It,
1: it was a position we had to address and especially it with, with yeah. um chucking his toys out of his pram and fucking yeah. off.
2: and I think that's why we, we got David Luiz. I think they were probably trying really hard maybe to keep Koshelny for another year. Um, but, and then
1: have Saliba in there
2: instead. Yeah, but you know, I'm just long for this. I've been waiting 12 years for a Van Dyke or a, a Maguire, you know, a, a Campbell and Adams, a, a leader at the back and um, Maguire is going to wait another year. Um, yeah, someone strong, someone commanding, someone that's going to, you know, head everything away. Not make
0: you saw s- what happened to Maguire against Crystal Palace, didn't you?
2: No, I didn't see it. No. Oh God! <laughs> but come on, if, if if we put a poll up there, if we put a poll up there, who would you rather have, Maguire or David Luiz, with Arsenal fans? If it's uh, not ninety-five yeah, percent, I suppose you go. Got if it's not ninety-five percent, but... Maguire, I'd, I won't never come on a podcast again. I'm afraid. I mean, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> know, um, it's uh, it's just, it's just basic errors, basic mistakes, and um, it's just so frustrating because we play so good, we play very good football at times, and, and we're known for that. But at the back, it just hasn't got addressed in years, and it's baffling as to why.
1: And Salah drilled home that penalty, and then embarrassed Louise again on the touchline after um, start at the start of a dazzling run. Ended up with a low curling finish in the bottom corner. He didn't just, just before embarrass the hour. Louise, he embarrassed Nacho Monreal as well. Well, Nacho's legs are gone. Uh, well, not quite gone, but I, I, to be honest, I think Louise again in the same interview who, where he said it was a natural reaction to pull back the shirt, picked up a yellow card. And he subsequently said, "I couldn't make a tackle on Salah then because I would I would have taken yeah, the would yellow have red. And, yeah. and 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 it's a red and then we lost him for another game and we know what the next game is so it's type of fair fox, you know
0: yeah in other words he was a fucking idiot so that that's where we're going to go with that's where I'm going to go with that one <laughs> well Pepe curled in an effort
1: uh curled an effort just wide and. Um, Abamiang narrowly failed to capitalise on another one um, when he did he shoot at the feet of Adrian or something like that.
0: I ain't got a clue. I can't remember seeing Abamiang in the game to be honest. Uh,
1: uh, Aubameyang, Aubameyang apart from the first ten minutes. So, sorry, well Pepe, Pepe shot one straight at the keeper, didn't he? And Abamiang yeah. Aubame, uh put one wide. I tell you what, Abamiang will have thirty forty attempts every season, and we've I've said it before. If he was half as clinical as his opportunities, he'd, he'd be scoring easily 30 Sorry, thirty or 40. He, he would score loads and loads
0: of goals. He wastes probably two and three. Well, it's not as bad as uh, Xhaka with his one in 20. Well, Xhaka... So. Jacques- well, Shaq is not a striker, is he? Well, no, but I'm just saying on chances on goal. But no, he's yeah, not I'm... as bad as that. But uh, I don't know. I can't. Abou Yes, I agree with you there. He, he should be a lot more clinical right? in be. front of goal. He, he really should. But I think in the Liverpool game, I just I, after the first ten minutes, I can't re- really remember seeing much of him.
1: He was he, he was not... he
0: was there in thereabouts, but I, he didn't really do anything of. Of well, significance. That,
1: that, 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 that brings on... Look, uh, substitute Torreira came back and he, he he came on on the... I think it was the 61st minute or something like that he came on on? Something like that. Uh, let me have a quick check. Uh, yeah, Torreira came on on the 61st minute and then we had Lacazette and Mkhitaryan, uh, um come on in 81 and 86 minutes, respectively. Um, Torreira scored uh, our, our only goal... But tactically, was the manager, did he fuck it up? Like, you know, I I thought once we had gone one or two down that we should have had um, maybe a triple substitution or a double substitution or something. Do you understand what I mean? Like we we were two nil down at 58 minutes.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I would have thought I would have actually I actually thought Torreira might start um, on the weekend.
0: Over Shaka. Yeah, I thought yeah. he
2: might have gone in, gone in for it um, Would have
0: been better than Xhaka.
2: Yeah, no, agree. I mean, I on my first podcast I talked about Xhaka. and uh, yeah, we, we, let's keep keep it to a minimum tonight. But uh, yeah, no, I thought he might start, and um, I'll be very surprised if he if he's not in the starting lineup uh, next week for the the North London Derby. Do you, I, I do you think, think
1: it's a, a build up of his fitness? Yeah,
2: agreed. Yeah, I totally agree Fergus. Yeah, I think it's a build up from the um from the summer. Um you know, he had a, a longer break than everyone else and and he's just he's, well, he's coming in back proper and, America, was not he? Yeah. He was and uh you know, Willits come in and and he he played well. i thought he played well. A lot of energy. Um and he he didn't stop running and and that's what you want to see, you know, when when the chips are down, you you want to see them carrying on and they did that at 3-0 and and they got the goal.
1: Will impresses me. I think for we've 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 mentioned on pre-season and in the last two games um, when he's on the pitch, uh, for a slight guy, he's got such skill to take a ball off somebody, no matter how big they are. I, I, seriously impressed with the lad. Seriously impressed with the lad. But the question I, I put to you guys was. Tactically, do you think uh, Emery got it wrong? Because a lot of people are... There's even people talking about Emery out, dickheads. Well, um, they're
0: just fucking idiots out there. Yeah, so yeah no, no,
1: but... Not for me. But but tactically, do you think...
0: I, I'm going to say no, I don't think he did. Uh, even though he brought on... Yeah, I think he could have brought on Lacazette a little bit earlier than the 80th minute or 81st minute. But uh, other than that, the tactics... I think there was working all right uh, up until maybe the penalty. I think maybe, yeah, he could have changed it around a bit then. Uh, but other than that, no, I don't think we was doing. We wasn't even doing that bad. We was holding our own, up until that point. It, you know, it took it took a mistake basically to put them up up, up two 0 up. But I think mm-hmm. if we changed it too early, we would have opened ourselves up a lot sooner. And I think okay. it, you're probably looking at a higher score line.
2: Dan, uh, I was a little I was a little surprised. I, I think the problem we have. I think the problem we have is that. All Arsenal fans, or most Arsenal fans, want Lacazette and Aubameyang playing together. Um, but in the system, he likes to play one up top with, with two wingers. And Aubameyang's not a winger. So then it, it, you're looking at it going, well, who, who's he going to who's, who's gonna stick up top? Who's, who's he going to stick at the wing? I thought he might start the three of them um, and try to pin back their full um, So I think, look... We alluded it to at the beginning, you know, Fergus, you alluded to it about the levels and where we want to be. And do you know what? If we would have put any team out, I think ultimately they would have just been too strong. Hmm. I think that's Hmm. where we're at at the minute. and We've just got to be honest with that.
1: I think I said earlier before we started, Arsenal have failed to win any of their past 23 uh, away league games against fellow big six sides. We've drawn eight, lost 15 Um, During the run, we've conceded 53 goals while keeping one clean sheet. Uh, Talking points, do you think Emery was too conservative? Do you think, um, this probably follows on from the, the, the tactics, do you think he had type of, this is my theory, had he written that game off to make sure that if he got anything, it was a bonus, but it was all down to Tottenham and the other games?
0: I'm gonna say, I think if you, if you're looking like if you, if you're looking at playing Liverpool, especially away, I think if you're gonna get something, it's definitely a bonus, uh, especially with the form they're in, uh, and and at home as well, and away as well against them. Um, with it, conservative, yes, in some sort, I, I'd agree with that. It was qu- quite conservative, but again, with the tactics, I, I thought they worked. I didn't have a complaint and I just wanted to add as well quick, well, watching the game and I've watched it twice now, it's so good to see Arsenal still fighting till the mm. last minute, mm. like right up until the last minute, whereas probably last season and other seasons before that, chances are it would have gone 2-0 down, we would have just rolled over.
1: But Mike, we started last season a bit like that, and we talked about that. And then you look at the last five games, where well, yeah, well, when it comes over. to top
0: six teams and stuff, we tend to roll over quite easily, or we used mm-hmm. to. Whereas, again, like I just said, Liverpool away, we were still fighting, and that's how we got the consolation goal. If you want, to, if you want to say that,
2: I, th- I still think mentally, you know, there's a mental side to football as well, and I think we need just a big winner, a big, a big top six. Um, to get us going again you know um, it's, that's, that's a, a big stat you know that's a 20 odd game do you, games do, without do you really want to wait
1: till April next year at Wide Out Lane yeah no <laughs> well, our next, I was going to say
0: our next big six away game is Man U isn't it's it, Man, it? Man U it? yeah. Yeah, it's yeah September yeah. Yeah. I'll be and going I think to that
2: we need to we need to get mentally we need to get one over the line um, to, to move forward
0: I think and... we're heading in that direction though especially after watching the performance at uh, the weekend I think we're heading in that direction uh, like we said before, Liverpool are four or five years ahead of us in the ta- in, in team building yeah. schemes. So I think we're heading in that right direction.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. We, we are moving there, but we need to win. We need to win. We need to win. Oh, yeah, we need, we need to, to win. And, and, and I think it know, was well. going
0: to be a big ask against... Liverpool and yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, th- it was I, a big ask,
1: but I, th- I think we've done that at home, and as, as you rightly say, probably winning away uh, emphatically, um, like we did against uh, Chelsea and United last season at home. Uh, I think that that's the next step, and I think we are progressing. Listen, yep. um, on the Gunnar debate, we're on to the Gunnar debate now. Um, Ozil, he wasn't on the the team sheet. Uh, was he? Was he fit, or is he fit or flight? High roll, who down knows?
2: who knows um who knows fergus yeah it's 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 getting too much now i think you know it's he's a highest paid earner you know you know sometimes you know does he fancy it you know we saw we've seen instagrams of him over the years when we've had away games of him being on holiday i I don't know what to believe anymore with ozil Uh, i really don't and you know i think we just need to cut our losses and and
0: uh, and get rid for me. Okay, I, I'd I'd consider buying that, buying his contract out or something, or just giving him the money to get him get rid. I think, I think it's that that time has sort of come to that point where whatever he wants, just give him it and let him go. Well, yeah. I think it's something like eighteen
1: million to get him out of his contract.
0: Well, I I think I'd pay that just to get you know what I mean? because he like Dan says there, he's co- he's, he's costing us three hundred and fifty k a week. He's not playing the He's not playing in games at the... He hasn't even played so far this season. And we thought, we're going to be... What is it, three games in so far? Um, he probably won't be playing at the weekend. So that another, that's another game he won't be probably seen but, in.
1: But you look at Elneny, who is linked to an exit at Bordeaux... Mustafi yep. is linked to a loan deal and both of those are probably loan deals simply because of the wages. We're going to have to pay half their wages just to trickle down their contracts. I, I, the mess that Gazidis and co. have left is just horrendous.
2: Yeah, it, no, it is. But like, I've, like we discussed a couple of weeks ago, I think we're moving in the right direction with getting the the average players out the door and, and the below average ones out and you can't get rid of them all in one hit. Um and if we can manage to get rid of Mustafi and Elmeny just out the door, because you know what it's like—if they go out on loan, very rarely will they come back. Um, if we can get them out the door by the end of September, um, be very. Uh, uh, by the end of August, I'll be very happy. You've yeah. got, you got to
0: look at it as well. That at least there's something going on with them too. There's chance of them mm-hmm. leaving before the European transfer window is shut. So yeah. with with Ozil, this there's nothing.
2: Yeah, and also Monreal. I don't know if you've been hearing about Monreal. Yeah, linked to Ra- Real Sociedad. And I think he's closer than anyone actually to leaving, which um, is a surprising time, I would say, um, especially with Tierney. Really? I, so I think I think with Tierney away off. Yeah, I think yes. maybe January. Um, but you know, I think Tierney but, was But come to be
1: January, he, come January, he's at the end of his. Uh, well, he's he's six months out from his, the end of his contract. He can sign for Real Sociedad, and and just. Uh, see out his time, but he probably knows his playing career is limited at the top flight, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think think so. I think he's been a good servant for the club. You know, he played on the weekend, you know, so, uh, you know, he's still playing games and, you know, I would have thought maybe a a logical sense would have been to keep him till January and, you know, and go from there, really. But, um, you know, if he does go, you know, I wish him well because, you know, he was one in the early days that took a lot of flack um and then he really stepped up he got a run of games and he, he was much improved player for for a while so well, if, you, if
1: you look at the, the the player he took over from was kieran gibbs mm-hmm. and kieran gibbs was ashley cole light to a certain degree in the sense that uh he looked and had the feel of ashley cole in the sense of going up the pitch and putting a cross in yeah. um but couldn't defend for fucking toffee, where Ashley could um, or Cashley whatever way you want to call it but um, uh, the thing I did like about Nacho when he got uh, cemented his place in the, in, in the squad was um, he could do the defensive job which if you're playing at left back right back centre back whatever your defensive is your first duty whether you can put a cross in or score a goal or that's irrelevant your job is defensive and he can do that
0: Yeah, all at I'm going to all say yeah. Once. Sorry, yeah. all at once. <laughs> I, I agree, and uh, I, I also I'm going to go with Dan there as well. I'm going to wish him well on his on his travels if is, if that's what he decides to do, so. I
1: do, I do. I do hope he does stay and just like runs down this contract. I, I think in, yeah, in fairness. I, I think I'd like just, to see, just if, for the team.
0: Yeah, I think if anything, I'd like to see him go in January rather than you know in this month. Or, oh, sorry, or next yeah. month. Uh, I'd I'd prefer that, uh, but it's what he wants to do. You rude bastard. <laughs> 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 you know, what I mean, it's what he wants to do, and what and what the club wants to do. So, yeah. it's it, you know, I mean, it's not it's not our choice, unfortunately. But I'd I'd prefer it to see him go in January, just so we've got. You know, I mean, we get we get Tierney back, T uh, Tierney, Tierlenny. I can't remember his fucking name now. Tierney, Tierney. yeah, Tierney, Tierney back. Uh Too many beers. Yeah. I apologise. Yeah.
2: No, and I think like, I think Murrow's a better defender than Clashenat. You know. And, oh um,
0: God, kebab me, Ed.
2: Yeah, uh, so I, you know, I, w- I would, I would, just keep. I don't think we're going to get, we wouldn't get a massive transfer fee for him, would we? Now, so I don't, you know, I'd, I'd even think let him
0: go on a free if that's what he yeah. wanted, I, because he's been such a good servant. He's never put, he's never made a complaint. He's not Kashelny who spat his dummy out. He's, he's done his job. He's done his duty. He's respected the club. Uh, yeah. So you he, would let him go.
2: I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, let him I'd go. Agree. Yeah, I just think January for me.
0: Looking around the leagues, boys.
1: Um... We lost as as we know to, to Liverpool, uh, top six side and all the stats and everything else. Um but it actually wasn't that bad of a weekend for us. Chelsea had lost uh the, the weekend before dropped points the weekend before. Um they um they won at Norwich. Um which it was Norwich look a tasty team. And I think They're, they're gonna won. be a lot
2: of fun this they're, year. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna, yeah, gonna be a lot they of fun. They look really really
1: re- 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 But Man United Like they grasp a a defeat from a draw, like at 80, what was that, 88 minutes, 89 minutes? They get an equaliser yet again, they still
0: lose against Palace at home.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, another Gea mistake, I'm led to believe, as well, which um, you wouldn't expect
0: really, but you want to expect it. He wants out of there, doesn't he?
2: Wait, is uh, he signed a new contract? I think he he's signed
1: the, a he signed a new, new contract. contract last year, yeah. and he's on mega mega bucks.
0: Oh, is he? I, I didn't think he signed. I thought they uh, stuck him on that extra year that they do. They'd
1: done mm. that, and then I think they signed him up. Otherwise, oh. he'd be he would have been off this year or something like that. But um, Rashford um, took a good penalty, but just took it that little bit too far and hit the bar, and it bounced on the inside uh, in- inside of the post, and uh, he missed it, mm. and um, he got Pogba treatment, didn't
2: he? He did, unfortunately, yeah. It's not nice to see everything that's going on, um, you know, in and around Twitter at the moment. Hopefully they can put a stop to that and put some rules in place. Um, but that just become a little bit of a farce in the week with the, the whole Pogba-Rashford thing. You know, I think Pogba had missed four of his 11 that, he'd, you know, he'd taken. And it's just got to be Rashford. And, you know, you know what it's like. He's, he's got given this one now and and he's probably overthinking it because people have talked so much about it. So I think, look, just make him the permanent one if I was Man United and, and be done with it, really.
1: Mm. Um, looking further around the leagues, uh, we'll get on to Spurs and the North London derby in a second. But the EFL, OK, uh, they have got issues with Bury, Blackburn, Bolton, all about to go bust. Um, Bolton's got till
0: tomorrow, until five uh, o'clock.
1: Uh, yeah, well, Bury had Friday, but uh, there's talk about a late stay of
2: execution. I think there's a bit of an extension for the very one till next week.
0: The Bolton's till five o'clock tomorrow and if they don't sign anyone, they're out. With with, with all the money that's sloshing
1: around in the Premier League and you look at the money that even um, relegated sides get for four or five years, should the Premier League do something and and, and put like a, a I don't know an insurance or a slush fund to protect
0: teams as no,
1: long as hopefully. they meet a certain criteria. I think yeah, the FA hopefully.
0: need to do that. The, the FA need to sort something out. Well, some the, the the, matter, the yeah. FA
1: run the EFL. The Premier League split away in ninety three, so the FA have nothing to do with the Pre- with the Premier League as such. It's
0: a a private entity. If you if you understand yeah. what I mean,
1: Mike.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I understand that. That's why I said the the FA need to sort something out because it's it's them who. Generally, run the lower leagues but, but, from the but, Championship but, downwards. So it's the FA that need to sort these things out, and they should. You know what I mean? They should put something like you say, like an insurance or a slush fund, like you, say, like yeah, but you my, just my, said.
1: My question is: Should the Premier League, being the the, the rich kid in, the, in on the block, should and 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 it's made its name from the FA originally and then s- separated off uh, in the nineties? Should
0: it put some money aside? Well, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to be really harsh here. I'm going to say, well, no, is it up to the Premier League to do that? Uh, this is where I. This is what i have just but, been saying about you, the you, FA. You, but, I understand but, the all the money is in the Premier League. I, I understand that. I get that. But uh, the TV deals that they're doing now in the lower leagues, you know, I mean they're they're getting better as you, as you're seeing on. There's the a lot you, of lower but, leagues on Sky Sports now, and I think these need to be these need to be big a bit more if this is going to help them out money-wise and get generating them a bit of cash, I think there needs to be better deals. And Mike, this is where t- I think the, the FA the, needs to come in to sort it. The TV
1: deal that um, they'll get, say, for example, Stoke, they'll get about 7 or £8 million pound a year from the EFL 72 um, deal that Sky have done. But yet again, you've got, say, a team three years ago, Sunderland, they were in the Premier League. Now they're in League One. Surely, you know, providing things, and, and I do agree that the FA and the EFL should do stuff about fit and proper uh, ownership and do proper tests, but surely it, to protect the Premier League itself, they should pay and support
0: something to keep all these teams and the history of English football. Oh Yeah, when you put it like that, yeah, I, under, uh, I probably I get it a bit more now, so yeah, in some respect, yes, I think they should have maybe, like you say, uh, maybe do a slush fund or something, in, hmm. you you know, put some money aside a, a, and, Like a benevolent fund Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that Yeah But that'd have to be Like like I just said It'd have to be In c- collaboration With the FA So oh, course, cool. oh, oh, a- yeah. Absolutely but Of it's, course It's definitely up to the FA But when when you think The FA are spending Stupid amounts of money On uh, Things for The England squad Like new Like new stadium in Wembley. I'm going back a few years now with that and new training grounds and all the money for the you know I mean the people to run the England squad as in um coaches and everything else when they put all their money into something like that. I think maybe you should look at yes that that does need that but where's the they need to put money into these leagues to help these teams out a bit more because like I said, like we just said with transfers and stuff, even in the lower leagues, transfer wages and stuff like that, wages and transfer money and everything else, it goes up as well. And a lot of these teams can't afford to do it. This is why you see a lot of these lower league teams. And i you know, I mean Scunthorpe United, where my local team, they've just gone down last season, so they're in League Two now. And there's not a lot of money here. There's been talk about a new stadium for years over here because we've still got a stand, a standing stadium because uh, well, yeah, it's one quarters. What, what, one quarters a standing stadium, and that's not safe in? standing stadium.
1: What league? What league? Uh, or, league two now.
0: League two, yeah. So
1: it's only in league uh, the championship. Championship, above. yeah. yeah. Where you
0: have to yeah. have fully seated.
2: The gap's just too big. You know, it's oh, yeah, far is too what, big now. Yeah. And and the problem also you've got is that there's owners coming in to take over these clubs that have nothing to do with football. So businessmen. And they're looking at it as a business, selling off the assets, selling off their big players, um, and put, not putting it back into the club. And unfortunately, I can see over the next three to five years, there being more clubs in the same situation as uh, the. you gonna have a,
0: you're gonna have a half a league at sooner or later. Yeah, it's within gonna, ten years, I think the you're way gonna, it's going, you're gonna see League Two or League. You know, I mean, one of there it's gonna be like half a league. Yeah. Or maybe a conference. A conference yeah. league maybe being dropped and teams moving up to a let's say League Two, so it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah,
1: I think so. So, so it's Bank Holiday Monday, there's no football, no Monday night football because it was Friday football with the Everton game, I think, was the Friday night game. Yeah, um. Uh, we've got nothing to really look forward to or talk about, except for listening to this podcast. But um, one of the guys that we don't really like as a referee is Mike Dean. Uh, And Mike Dean refereed a game yesterday, um, which was Tottenham Hotspur versus Newcastle. Um, Newcastle uh, beat Tottenham Hotspur. uh, Did they? Yeah, apparently so. And it really pleased the majority <laughs> of the Arsenal fan base. Get uh, there, was, there was a couple of things that I, I thought on there. First of all, um, I laughed. I laughed so hard it was. I nearly pissed myself. Well, actually, that <laughs> might have been the beer. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Mike Dean refereed the game and used VAR to support him rather than VAR refereeing the game and Mike Dean supported var uh there was a a few penalty calls and so on which i actually didn't think was a penalty i don't know if you guys watched the game and what you made of his
0: um his performance i this is the first time i'm sorry I'm, i'm gonna jump in here quick um it's the first time that i've seen a referee use var to his advantage which i actually liked about it because i am after three games in i've watched a few games now And I'm still not overly convinced with VAR. I think there's been some really horrendous calls, even with VAR, uh, especially Mm. with some of the penalty calls, which were, you know, I think there was one in the Man City game against uh, Tottenham uh, last week, uh, where I can't remember who brought down, I think it was Raheem Sterling in the box, which was a blatant penalty. And I'm not trying to say, I'm I'm not trying to be biased here because I hate Tottenham but it was a blatant penalty, and, and VAR didn't catch it at all, whereas you've jumped to our game, for instance, against Liverpool, there was a VAR call for a red card. Now, I've watched our game twice, yeah, and I still, don't, I still don't know what that was all about. I saw Virgil van Dijk, he was complaining to the ref about something in his leg, and there was Socrates near him, and so I assume Socrates did something to him, but I've paused it, rewinded it watched it two or three times, and I still can't yeah, see and, what that and, and was all about.
1: Scott, Sky never even put a replay on, because they, I don't think they knew either.
0: I don't think, no, no one knew. No, no one knew what was going on. It's uh, just it's, a mess,
2: it, it's a mess at the minute, because they're trying to do too much, you know, yeah. they're, they're trying to run before they can walk, and it's not It's not working, you know, if we're going to be extra picky here, you know, there was a little tug on, I think, Pepe from Van Dyke in the penalty box, alright, look, you know, it. you know, it's, um, it didn't get picked up, but on another day, you, are you giving it? Are you not? <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. just a minefield at the but moment. I, I, this I, I is it, and
0: I'm still Dan, not
1: overly hang on, convinced. Hang on, but... hang on, Mike. Hang on, Mike. Um, Dan, that, that, that's that that's my point on it's like that. Mike Dean seemed to referee it himself rather than VAR, where you're going saying like, "Oh, VAR didn't pick it up," but the referee should be the one going, "Can you check that again?" It, it, otherwise, the flow yeah. of the football doesn't doesn't work. That that yeah. that's my, that's my opinion.
2: You know, I agree. But then we go back to the what Scunny said around the one where they were checking for a red card. My, yep. uh, the referee in the game didn't know nothing about it. So, yeah. it's, so it's like, well, who's making the decisions? What's happening? I just honestly thought VR was coming in to sort out the tight offsides and the clear and obvious mistakes that the referees would make.
0: Yeah. But uh, and it... to call... To call basically penalties and whatever else that are blatant, but the referees missed. Yeah, which which, which it has, but we've yeah I uh, co- no
1: no no it has it has done it, but we've complicated it more by putting stupid fucking rule changes in about this like handball and gold. Yes. Yeah, that's and, where it's going and, wrong. And, and and you look at the 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 Man City equaliser again. Oh no, the, the, these. What, what was the, the Man City Spurs one, uh, and um, it ended up being a draw. It was it it was ruled offside the the Man City winner against Spurs.
0: Oh, well, we that had one as well, didn't we? Yeah,
1: that, 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 that wasn't that wasn't VAR that was wrong. VAR was spot
0: on. It was correct, but it's the rules. Some of the rules are fucking stupid. Yeah, they are, and I uh, yeah, I was going to say this this new handball rule is fucking stupid.
2: I think they've but, just got to be careful because you know, I think there was a Brighton game the other day where. Um, one a new player for them scored a goal celebrated like mad and then Vir come and took it away and you've then got the away fans cheering a no goal for the other team and it just yeah, doesn't it, seem it, right. It's... It was the same. It
1: was the same at the at, at the City Spurs game. It was the same at yeah. our Burnley game. Do you remember everyone Ooh, yeah. just I before just halftime?
2: Some slight passion from some players might just go because they'll be thinking, "Oh, will Vir be looking and stuff like that?" Which I, I hope's not the case. But well, yeah, I,
0: I remember that Brighton one. It was this weekend, wasn't it? Against I can't yeah, I, it was, I can't remember who they played now, but. um Right, yeah, Southampton game. It was it was, was, yeah. right. it was it was yeah. Southampton and uh, it come down that one of the Brighton players knocked over the goalkeeper which Listen, listen, more importantly, next Sunday.
2: Oh, nerves no, are already already in me.
0: I, I'm nervous, I'm more excited. I just can't wait. It's my first ever North London derby, so Yeah, you oh, you
1: you and my grandson is your first North London derby. Yeah. So um uh, Scunny, you're you're staying at, at uh Shea for Goose, as
2: they say. Um, I am five five star Essex establishment. I'm, I'm, I op- I'm
0: hoping for one of them cooked meals that you keep going on about. <laughs> but mate, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: uh, I
1: think it's El-, El Kaz Kebab Shop on the top of the Broadway. That's what oh, we that hope. sounds good to me. <laughs> if it's nice. About-
0: if it's that same one that you took me to last time. Yeah, it's nice there. Uh, I'll enjoy that. I, did, oh, I don't remember.
1: No, 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 no. That that was down at. Um, Highbury Corner, Nuna, or whatever that was called. That was the like the rap, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that was it. The rap.
1: Oh, that was they. They're they're really good. Yeah, they are nice. So you're getting into London about eleven o'clock. I'll pick you up from the tube station about quarter past twelve. We'll end. We'll we'll probably be down in London about half one. uh, By the time you've done, plenty of time to have a few beers, mate. Have a few drinks. I can't go too mad because I've got young man in tow, but um, uh, I will. I will partake. What do we think? I mean, listen, we can't take a huge amount of time on this. One, cause to be sixty minutes sort of thing, but two, just give 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 a one sentence or so view of what you think the game's got to go. Because Johnny and Mike and, and the others are going to do the
0: preview preview show um, on Friday. Well, I'll let Dan do this one. I'll save mine for the
2: preview show. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, I think it, I think I never know what to expect. You know, there could be. Sending off early doors, which then change plans, and things. Anything can happen in North London derby. Um, it'll be tight. I think there'll be a goal in it. Um, but ultimately, I think, I think we might see see Pepe shine here and get the winner, and uh, well, that will start we, him going.
1: Will we have Pepe, Lacazette, and Abam? I think up front? I
2: think we will. I, I'd be very surprised if then they're all three of them are not are not playing and firing. And uh, and, and I'm going think... for a two-one win. Two-one win. Okay. Um, and Chaka or Torreira, Guendouzi, who? Ooh, Willock as well. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a trio there.
1: So, uh, personally, if you're putting those four in, yeah. into the melting pot, I would question. probably go Willock and Guendouzi. Although I do love Terrera, I think he's great. I, I, I don't know. He, he could he be a red card in the in the waiting? I, <laughs>
2: possibly you know, could, could, you know Gwendoza could be as well you know at times but
0: Gwendoza
2: you know, yeah, yeah yeah. the, the posh, 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 posh posh side of London me boys alright Jesus um, you've been on
0: this podcast too many times already
2: yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> twice is enough um, but Fergus uh, is
0: rubbing off on you
2: yeah but no I think I think Xhaka um, will start I know, I know, we're not his biggest fans on on this podcast, but you were right, Fergus, the other day. You know, Emery does he makes him captain, and I can't see him not being in the team if he's, not, you know, he's going if to be available. The captain, isn't he? He's yeah. the first on the team sheet, yeah, and he's, he's going to be in it. He's going to be in, and I uh, I think he might be in alongside Tuera and Willock, Actually, I think it might be them three.
1: And what about uh, Sabias? You know, where do you if, do you put Ceballos in then and at the number 10?
2: I don't think he might. I think he might go them three and then the three. You know, he might go then Bamiyang, Pepe and Akazette up top. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's a very hard to read Emery in, in what he does and what formations, you know, he might even surprise us and go three at the back. You, you don't know, but... Uh, and you've gone 2-1. Gone 2-1. Yeah, Pepe uh, to scored a winner. 2-1 two, two, feels like a,
1: a a normal sort of like that's a safe sort of score and i i it does give me a warm feeling that i think we can but i don't know spurs defense are pretty shit at the minute there's something wrong at spurs i i i i went for some hydration this afternoon because of hot weather and everything else and uh, while hydrating in the hydration station um I was sitting talking to a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan and he's not looking forward to next weekend especially after yesterday. Um, he called it um a 3-0 to Arsenal. I don't think oh, it's going wow. to be that strong. I I I I I think there'll be goals and I can see either a 2-1 or a 4-3. I just uh, I, yeah. but I, th- I think I think home advantage is just nicking it for us.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'd hope so. And, and you know, Spurs you know, believe believe they have you know a little thing, few things going on inside their own camp. You know, certain players leaving and and wanting oh, to move on as well. I'm and sorry and, mate,
0: but that is such a shitty excuse, especially yeah. about Ericsson. Fuck off! You were shit against Newcastle. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. But there's there's also you know there's big things going on about why Trippier left for Madrid. I think there was some things happen behind the scenes there. So I don't think... It's, not a, happy it, it's camp. a happy camp, you know, in it Cry
0: me a fucking river.
2: I don't think it's a happy camp, so we got to take advantage of that, you know?
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, Scotty, have you got a prediction of what you think? Or do you want to hang your hat on anything just yet? Uh, no, I'm going to leave it for now. Like I say, I'm doing the prediction. Uh, the Fine. Prediction podcast with uh, Johnny and Manny, so I'll I'll save my time just to keep your time down, so you can stick with your no, sixty no, minutes.
1: That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Look, that podcast. <laughs> I know how pod- you love these sixty minutes, that, and that, yet they never
0: go there. That podcast with Johnny,
1: Mike, and possibly Manny or Max—we don't know who uh, just yet—will um, be out on Friday evening, Saturday morning, uh, so you'll all be able to hear it before uh, before the um, before the Northern Derby. Listen, another podcast that we have got out there is um, I do these gooner to Gooners, and we thank uh, I, I thank Lee Judges um, from. Well, he's on loads of different uh, podcasts, including Arsenal Fans TV, um, same old Arsenal, and does his own little bits and pieces. Uh, we've done a Gooner to Gooner with him. Really good listeners, about 45 minutes, a little bit over 45 minutes, actually. Um, have a listen to it. Um, it's quite enjoyable. Uh, boys, I would like to thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, I appreciate your, your your comments, your content. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Were, were we more well, the- gentle on you this time, Dan?
2: absolutely yeah and uh, you know Sc- Scunny done really well as well and uh, no really really good fun and uh, love coming on with I'm you I'm a nice guys, guy well. really you are yeah you <laughs> are it'd be interesting to see what you're like with uh, Manny on on board as well um, I'm sure, oh, yeah, it's, I'm me sure and it's Manny. you can get interested with me and Manny I'm sure it's very likely. Fergus will tell you yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. It but, is. Uh, <laughs> and, and also good luck to Potsy tonight as well I know he's on a uh, another podcast um, yeah, and he's whoring he
1: himself see. around he's hoarding himself around famous anywhere, now isn't he, he? Yeah, he's yeah, famous so. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can't afford him anymore <laughs> yeah. listen you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans do hope you enjoy the show and only one last thing
2: to say up the arse come on you Reds